Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Educated Fan. My name's Brandon, and I'm joined here by your co-host, my best friend, the ugly son of a bitch just you see to my left, Andrew Moore. How are you doing, my guy? Not too bad, man. Hey, it's great to see your beautiful lit up face. Yeah. That nice shiny bald head of yours. I got myself a ring light. I'm going to be a TikTok superstar. Look out. Uh, yeah, got a fresh uh, shave here. Almost like I waxed it. I'm shiny. A little cue ball. Uh, but hey, man, how was, how was your week? It's been, uh, we're back to this. And I don't remember if I talked about this, but we're back to this once a week thing. And it feels like it's forever in between when we talk, talk and whatnot. So, yeah, not too bad. Uh, enjoying some of the nice warm weather we're finally getting here in Indiana. See you and the fiance have been in, been in shorts going out and about. But yeah, oh, yeah. D- Danny and I are doing great. Uh, I've just kind of it's been exciting to see some of the moves that the Colts have made this week, particularly yes. in one where the ghost is home. And that's, that's, as you can see by the title, that's what we're going to talk about today. So it's going to be, it's going to be good to talk about kind of what that means and and how that really is going to affect the offense this year. Uh, And, and, and specifically with, with quarterback one, Carson Wentz. So I'm excited for today's episode. How was your week? My week was good. Uh, Paige had a good amount of time off this week. We got to go visit some friends in another town here in Virginia, Williamsburg. Went and had some good food, some good drinks. Uh, her and I had a, a fun little adventurous weekend. We got some family coming into town this week. And then soon after that, I'm on a little vacation for a wedding. So big things coming over here in the uh, Moses household. But yeah, so let's get into the good stuff, Andrew. T.Y.'s help. Period. T.Y.'s home. T.Y.'s back. We're back tonight to tell you about it. Uh, T.Y. Hilton re-signs with the Colts on a one-year, $10 million deal, uh, which, in my opinion, I I, I don't know, Andrew. I, I, I heard lower numbers getting thrown around, around what I, maybe even you said lower numbers on what you thought the Colts would do. How do you feel about a one-year deal, $10 million? $10 is about what I thought it would be. Uh, I thought that was kind of what his market would be as far as the money the money amount. I thought that, the, that maybe it would be for more years. I was thinking maybe a two- to three-year deal for T.Y. Hilton, uh, and that way he could end his career in Indianapolis because when, when we heard T.Y. talk about it before the season last year, he said – whether it's a two, three, four-year deal, this is I want this to be my final contract. Now, with a one-year contract, that's a little up in the air. This I don't think this will be T.Y. Hilton's final contract, especially with what he said on Pat McAfee's show right. this week, where he was talking about that he only wanted to sign that one-year deal so he could get back on the market because he gave a little wink and said he's a businessman, which support that. You know um, what? I, I forgot to listen to that interview, so I, I knew I forgot something. Um, before you get too far into uh, all the other things on your mind in regards to this, Andrew, that's what I was going to bring up was last summer, uh, and we covered this uh, during our first season, um, T.Y. did say he was going to make his next contract his last one, uh, mm-hmm. which then when the one-year deal was signed, I was like, well, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, what... Right. What's that going to look like? I assume that 
a second or third year if the Colts or anyone offered it um, was not coming at the price tag of $10 million a year uh, for all three years, two years, whatever he was being offered. Well, the Baltimore Ravens did offer a multi-year contract. The Colts only offered one. So when when we're talking about teams that the Colts were going up against, it was the Baltimore Ravens who were the main suitor for T.Y. Hilton. And T.Y. Hilton said that he gave up more money that he would have gotten guaranteed on the day of signing mm-hmm. than he is going to be making his entire contract this year for the Indianapolis Colts. And it's it's a lot of money. That must be a lot of money. So you can almost guarantee the Ravens offered a multi-year deal. And that would have been the contract that probably would have ended T.Y.'s career. He would have ended his career with the Baltimore Ravens. And now he signs that one-year $10 million deal to come back with Indy. Uh, the, the, the way the story goes, so this is kind of what happened. So mm-hmm. Thursday, so Wednesday, was it? Wednesday? Yeah. He was, he was talking back and forth with, with Chris Ballard, texting him all afternoon, and he sent out a tweet around 1, 1.15 or so. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it, and it was a bunch of, a bunch of eye emojis. And he said when he tweeted that out, that's when the big, the big offer from the Baltimore Ravens came in. Okay. And he was talking with Chris Ballard, and he said, look, at 3 o'clock, I'm going to be signing with somebody. Whether it's here, whether it's elsewhere, at 3 o'clock, I'm signing. So he was talking with Chris Ballard and Ballard gave him a number. And apparently it wasn't even at that 10 million mark because TY said he was going to walk away. He said, I guess it's just not, not meant to be that I'm going to be in Indianapolis. As soon as he closes that text from Chris Ballard, he gets another text from Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay says, what can we do to get this done? TY Hilton gives him the number, the 10 million. And five minutes later, they come with that offer and T.Y. Mm-hmm. Hilton is back as a Colt. So we've talked about this before. We talk about how great of an owner Jim Ursay is that he typically stays out of, of contract negotia- negotiations. He lets right. Ballard work. But when there's special guys like this, like a T.Y. Hilton, like a Peyton Manning, a Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, these types of guys, this is a lot of times, Robert Mathis, this is a lot of times when Jim Ursay will get involved. Mm-hmm. And Jim Irsay was not letting T.Y. go. T.Y. gave the number. Irsay told Ballard to get it done, and that's what happened. So it was very, very close that T.Y. Hilton was not going to return. But that, that, that's kind of how, it, how the story is that it, that it turned out Wednesday and what led to T.Y. Hilton coming back on that one-year deal. And I'm thankful for it. I'm glad uh, Mr. Irsay stepped in. Jimmy with the Colts. Um, it's like you said, not a frequent thing that he does, uh, especially with Chris Ballard in general. Uh, I believe he really, really trusts Chris Ballard. Um, He didn't really have anybody that could have gotten tossed away that he might have thrown a fit over while Grigson was in town anyhow. But, um, yeah, I think he he does his best to trust Chris Ballard. And in this situation, I think T.Y. uh, just means a lot to this organization, to the city. Uh, You know, and – He's not a Marvin Harrison. He's not a Reggie Wayne. Not quite. No. It, he's definitely the third best wide receiver in Colts history, I'd say. Um, and it was important that this locker room kept him, not just for on-the-field purposes. And we talked about that last week um, when we were asked about the importance of re-signing T.Y. And we got it done. Um, and, Andrew, the thing I think we can be most excited about is the possibility of seeing a rejuvenated T.Y. Hilton with Carson Wentz being uh, his quarterback, 
Uh, I'll kind of dive into this. One of the things I think is special about the connection between Carson Wentz and T.Y. Hilton is going to be Carson Wentz is another guy similar to similar to Andrew Luck um, in regards to mobility. Maybe even, maybe Andrew Luck was one of those, and I hate saying it, but he was a sneaky, fast guy. Every, nobody thought Andrew Luck was fat. He, he was not slow. Um, ran a four, he ran a 4.6 in the 40. That dude could move when he wanted to. Yeah, and I, I don't know what Jim... Or geez, uh, Carson ran, but I I would say I would guess that Carson Wentz a bit faster than Luck was. Um, do you know his forty time? I think they're about similar. I wouldn't similar. say he's much faster. Okay. Uh, Carson Wentz could definitely move in the pocket and extend plays. Though. Sure. So anyway, he gets outside of that pocket. That's where Andrew Luck and T. Y. Hilton did most of their damage, um, or a lot of their damage, I should say. And I think that that is going to be a prime time opportunity this year for T. Y. to just kind of explode again and people to go, well, like I didn't think he still had this for him going for him. Yeah, and, and I think it's this. So T.Y. also talked about on the Pat McAfee show mm-hmm. kind of the, the how it was working with the different quarterbacks the last three years. He said with Andrew, Andrew would just – would he could run the route with his eyes closed and Andrew would get him the ball. He just – it was just that connection. We we mentioned it numerous times how, how special that connection was. He talked about with Jacoby Brissett. With Jacoby Brissett – Jacoby Moore had to see the route and see that he was open before, which honestly, that's pretty telling because Jacoby was always so hesitant to throw the ball. If he's got to see it instead of just kind of relying on anticipation and, and trusting his receiver to be there, that that definitely makes sense. And he was talking about with Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers was a lot about timing and anticipation. And, and, and you could see that last year because while Phillip Rivers, maybe his arm strength hadn't diminished drastically, it wasn't filled for Philip Rivers arm of old. Right. He, he had to rely on a lot of anticipation, a lot of timing with those wide receivers in order to get the ball in the right spot mm-hmm. with Carson Wentz and T Y Hilton. I think we're going to see this offense open up a little bit with, with those two guys, because you have a guy that's got a cannon. Carson Wentz's arm is a rocket. Yeah. He can get, make every single throw. So you're going to see more of those deep shots because even towards the end of the year, when Phillip Rivers was starting to look T.Y.'s way more, there were times where Phil would throw it deep to T.Y. Hilton, and it, it just would be off. There there wasn't that sync or, or there, that timing. So I think with Carson Wentz, we're going to see that. And and I, I think another part of this is Carson Wentz truly and really wants to play with T.Y. Hilton. He was texting T.Y. Hilton all day that day throughout the process, like, like where are we at? Like, are you signing? What, what's going on? Keep me informed. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we get this done? Carson Wentz is very excited to play with T.Y. Hilton because people on the outside, the media, people, like the fans, that's the way they view T.Y. Hilton is much different than how people in the league view T.Y. Hilton yeah. or people that study film view T.Y. Hilton. I talked about I talked about it to you multiple times, just for me watching the film over again. T.Y. Hilton would take two to three defenders with him a lot last yep. year. And that's what opened up things for Mo Ali Cox, for Michael Pittman, for Jack Doyle. It opened things up and he was used a lot as a decoy earlier in the year. And then towards the end of the year, that's when they started game planning towards T.Y. and you saw those those touchdowns and those bigger games. Mm-hmm. I think this year we can actually use T.Y. Hilton to to an advantage as far as going deep with the ball more often and it's only going to help if if Michael Pittman takes a leap up if Paris Campbell can stay healthy because then the defense can't always shift their attention to TY Hilton 
because Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell are going to tear him up. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit of both. Carson Wentz will be a better fit with T.Y. Hilton's skill set, but at the same time, if we get a leap from Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman, like we're expecting, yes. that's going to open things up for T.Y. as well, and he'll have a bigger year. And you talk about T.Y. getting open when things break down and how Phil was a timing quarterback. Listen, like It takes a strong arm like a Carson Wentz to – when he gets outside of the pocket and is making something with his legs, if T.Y. finds a way to get open, which, you know, he's a special receiver that knows to do that, I, I don't think everybody very, makes good. Very, very smart, very intelligent wide receiver. Exactly. So, But you got to have an arm to be like, oh, he's getting ready to break open again, and you got to mm-hmm. get it there. There's no – the timing's gone at that point. That's a thing – I mean, Phil just simply couldn't do this past year. There was not – if, if things broke down, I mean, Phil Rivers got rid of the football typically, and that was just about the best we could hope for, uh, right. or he was giving up a sack. I mean, I, I didn't know a person could run as slow as, as Phil Rivers. I think Peyton Manning could have outran him at the end of their his career. Probably um, not wrong. I don't know, but um, and just so you know, the research team we have here, Andrew, in the comments, Carson ran a four seven seven. What did you say, Luck ran? Ruck, luck ran, I think, a four six three four okay. six four so, yeah, somewhere real, around real there. close, and then it all changes when pads are on anyhow. So um, both incredible athletes, uh, Carson and Andrew, both had incredible arms. Both have T.Y. Hilton at some point in their career, um, and I think we're going to see some really special stuff. Do you have anything else to say on T.Y.? I think T.Y. just – The, fact, yeah, the, the think, whole Ravens thing, that's mind-boggling. I haven't mentioned that yet. You, you, you talked about it, but that is absurd, and I love it. I think I think it just shows the loyalty Ty has and how yeah. and and there was this hashtag going on social media bring Ty home all week it was trending nationally in the United States Ty Hilton saw that he saw the love he saw there were people that were putting videos of singing to Ty to come home there were people that that were that were getting groups of people together and just just he's received letters he received posters just the outpouring of the fans and the outpouring of, of just the Colts community that had an effect. It, and he said it did. That was something big. It was something big because he knows this fan base and this, this team, this city, this Colts nation cares about him so much. Yeah. And if he goes to Baltimore, yeah, he's going to get more money, but the, the, it's, just, it's not going to be the same. The Colts nation wants T Y Hilton to finish his career as a Colt. And he wants to have success at the end of his career as a Colt. And I'm hoping that after this one year is up, I'm hoping that the Colts can get something done with T Y Hilton. So mm-hmm. that way his final couple years, um, he does, he can excel with Carson Wentz and he can retire as a Colt. And I think that's, I think that would be ideal for both sides. So, but Hey, as of right now, we've got him for one more year. And I think the Colts are really going to use him in, in a very vast, vastly different way than he was the past couple of years. So watch out for the ghost this year. Uh, we got a comment here, Andrew from not yours, six, seven, one, one, zero. And listen here, bud. We appreciate you listening. We're glad you're here. Uh, we're glad for everybody to be here that listens to us on these fine Sunday nights. He mentions that Rivers did set the passing uh, percentage Colts record, um, completed pass percentage. I'm aware of that. Thank you. I'm commenting on Philip Rivers' ability to make something happen after the play breaks down. He doesn't get out. He wasn't able to get outside of the pocket. Um, and, and make big throws down the field. Then that is all I'm referring to. Trust me, we're a Philip Rivers loving podcast. Two years ago, if you would ask me if I was a Philip Rivers lover, I'd have told you, hell no. But this is a <laughs> Philip Rivers loving podcast. Um, we loved having him as a cult. Uh, 
now the way I'm looking at him, I'm glad he retired because we got Carson Wentz. Things fell all together just right. Um, but Carson Wentz could be the guy moving forward. Uh, in regards to T.Y. Andrew, I, I just cr- came up with a fun idea um, where we ask ourselves. You like that? You like that? And we <laughs> like that. T.Y. We do. Hey, I, I'll be rocking the, t- the T.Y. Hilton jersey. I got to buy one. Uh, I'm buying five jerseys. You're fucking. <laughs> I will be rocking T.Y. Hilton's jersey in that first home game in Luke Soil Stadium this year. And it's going to, I have a feeling the crowd is going to be very, very loud when he gets introduced out of the tunnel. So I can't wait. All right, Andrew. Uh, the T.Y. Hilton deal is not the only deal the Colts signed this week. We did sign a couple of other free agents including, and not limited to, former's offensive tackle, Chargers offensive tackle, Sam Tebby, uh, agrees to a one-year, $2.5 million deal. Uh, this was our was it, this was our first signing, I believe, yeah? Yeah, this signing was what was made official this week. The other signing we're going to talk about hasn't yeah. been announced yet, but it's expected to be done in the next couple days. Um, the pissing and moaning that went around this Sam Tebby thing and the next one we're about to talk about. Calm down. These are depth signings. Everybody's freaking out. Let's hear about him, Andrew. You know more about him than I do. So Sam Tebby was the left tackle for the Chargers last year. He he started quite a few games. He started over 44 games in his career. So he definitely has starting experience. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want him as your number one left tackle? Probably not. Sam Tebby is not, uh, he would not be a high caliber starting left tackle. What Sam Tebby is, is I, I think he can fill that swing tackle position. He, he's a pretty good athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he can play both left and right tackle. And, and while he's not anything special, for the most part, he can be serviceable. He can be put in there in a pinch in case something happens. So, it, like I said, if you're if you're expecting Sam Tevy to be our starting left tackle, I wouldn't really feel good about that. Especially, I mean, we need a good offensive line to protect Carson Wentz. That's what he came here for. If Sam Tevy's that answer, I'm not too confident on it. But I am confident he can be a very good swing tackle. This is kind of kind of like the Joe Haig role where he's the backup tackle and could come in for both spots. So it's going to be interesting to see the battle with him and, and Will Holden. I think those are the two guys that, that are primed for that backup swing tackle spot. Uh, but, but the more you watch Sam Tevy, the more, the more you, you like him in that spot, like I said, can play both. He's a good athlete. He's not the strongest guy. He does seem to get pushed and moved quite a bit, but, but I think in that backup role i think he could be pretty serviceable for the colts hey you know what on pass plays getting pushed and moved a little bit's okay as long as he can direct a guy in the direction he wants him to push and move him well let him sail a little bit i'm not saying you let anybody get by he had some issues with that though that's that's kind of his thing so it's like he's not the strongest guy uh he he definitely plays hard i'll give him that he he gives all out effort on on every single play so but yeah i think Colts fans were kind of expecting this big left tackle move. I can almost assure you that's coming in the draft. The, oh. Our left, our starting left tackle will probably be in the draft unless here in the next couple of weeks we sign one of these older free agents. But I would, I would pr- probably put my money on our starting left tackle being in the draft and Sam Tevy being the swing tackle next year. Who's that old son of a bitch from the Rams? What? Whit- Andrew Whitworth? Whitworth? Is it, are, do they still have him under contract? 
Oh yeah, that man is a, that man's a stud. Seventy he years anywhere. old. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> is he old. older than Joe Thomas? Oh yeah, uh, I think he is. I don't know. He's like thirty-seven or thirty-eight. He's almost forty, but he's, he's still he's a great he's a great uh, damn good left tackle. Yeah, for sure. And uh, coming off an injury last year, going into this year, hopefully he's able to stay healthy because I did enjoy watching that man on Hard Knocks. I think everybody did. Um, let's move along here, Andrew, to our next signing that I guess technically uh, hasn't ex- hasn't happened yet. Former Dolphins offensive tackle Julian Davenport expected to sign a one-year deal worth we do not know. We do, we do not know. Julian Davenport, uh, I see him as a camp body, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. He does have some starting experience. He started, I think, nine games the past few years. Nine games last two seasons. Yeah, so he's he does have some starting experience, but his tape isn't good. Um, and, and he seems more of that, that camp body. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll have a great off season. He'll come in and impress, uh, and, and, and he could turn into a solid depth piece, but he, I don't think he's going to be in the conversation for the starter either. Um, I think at this point, if you're talking about Sam Tevy, Will Holden and, and Davenport, Davenport's mm. three out of those three. Um, so again, this is kind of what, what Ballard and the Colts have been doing all year or not all year, all free agents. I should say, with with their outside signings. Uh, Isaac Rochelle, more of a rotational defensive end piece yep. that you can put on the outside, maybe come, come inside uh, on on passing situations. Sam Tebby, the swing tackle, Julian Davenport tackle competition. So far, the outside signings have not been huge signings as, as maybe having huge roles, but but they're 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 depth signings and they're they're making us better on the back end in case injuries do happen. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, Zach Hicks, the, you know, our good friend from uh, Colts Twitter, real negative about this guy. Uh, not happy about this potential signing, but he's not happy about just about a single thing right now. So uh, we'll leave it at that. Colts free agents lost this week, Andrew. It didn't end at signings. We did lose Tavon Wilson, who heads to the 49ers for a year for 1.1 mil. Yep, very short-term contract. And honestly, I wasn't a big fan of Tavon Wilson. He, he when he came, when he came in for Kari Willis last year, didn't perform great. I think the Colts, with getting Roland Milligan back, mm-hmm. uh, FDR, he opted out. Plus, they very well could take a safety late in the draft or, or maybe even a little bit higher than we think. It seems like Ballard likes to take safeties in the draft a little higher than, than we normally think. So, uh, yeah, I was I was fine with letting him walk as well. Uh, Andrew, do you think, I, I mean, we could say top need that could still be addressed in free agency. Do you think there's anything left in free agency that actually could be uh, addressed yet with uh, a free agent signing. I, I, are there, there's still some defensive ends out there. We still have Justin Houston we haven't re-signed, or, and he hasn't signed anywhere to my knowledge. So uh, what, are you, what are you thinking in regards to what's left for free agency as the draft yeah. approaches? There, there are still some out there. I think, I think the Colts maybe will start looking more at veteran defensive ends because, mm-hmm. and, and the guys, the, I mean, our guys over at the athletics, Stephen Holder and Zach Kiefer have both talked about that. The Colts are still, are still talking with Justin Houston and it is, there's, I sure hope so. 
it's not it's not a foregone conclusion that he plays elsewhere next year. The Colts are still talking with him, and, and they are open to re-signing Justin Houston. Um, so there's some other names out there. Olivier Vernon, he's coming mm-hmm. off an injury, but he's someone I've heard as well. So I do, and and the thing is too, we we talk about these these veteran pass rushers. It's not like the Colts didn't want to sign these guys. From from everything that I'm hearing from from not only guys the athletic sign everybody uh, from, from 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 what Jake has written from from the guys at the Indy Star. It seems like the the Colts saw these guys, these pass rushers, and didn't think they were worth the money they were getting, like mm-hmm. the Bud Dupree's, like the Carl Lawson's. So it's it's not like they didn't have interest in them. They certainly had interest, mm-hmm. but but the Colts aren't going to pay. They didn't see these guys as A players, and Ballard said it that free agency is where B players get A money, where C players get B money. Mm-hmm. Colts just aren't going to overpay for these guys, and and that's why I think the Justin Houston very well could come back because the Colts at defensive end right now, your starters are Kamoko Ture and Tyquan Lewis, and I understand wanting to get the the young guys some run. But at the same time, I'm not that confident that 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 those two are going to consistently put up big numbers. I mean, Tyquan mm-hmm. Lewis, before last year, we did we thought he was going to get cut before the season, and 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 Kamoko Ture, after he came back from his injury, was a shell of himself. So while you do want to see those young guys have uh, more prominent roles, I should say, because the more playing time you get the better you're going to develop. But at the same time, getting Justin Houston back would, I think, be a very good move for the Colts at this point in free agency. So you're not stuck going into the draft with major holes, not only at left tackle um, and defensive end, but the Colts still want to get a more athletic pass-catching tight end that Frank Reich has said over and over. Uh, There's there's depth along the offensive line that you still want to do, maybe add a receiver. You don't want to just focus and – have to depend on filling all those spots in the draft. So I think free agency, though, there are still some defensive ends that the Colts might be able to grab if they so choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler, our buddy, the fabled Dolphins fan, uh, says Davenport is terrible. Dolphins were tanking, hence why Davenport was starting games. Yeah, uh, that's you're welcome. Shows on the tape. We, we take Davenport, they take uh, Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. I think they probably won that deal a little bit, but... Um, his dolphins okay. were in the news this week, so we're, we're going to talk about that later on in the we episode. We are indeed, Andrew. Um, anything else left uh, to talk about in regards to the Colts this week? I don't think so. I, I mean, I other, than T- other than T- yeah, other than Ty Hilton, it was a pretty calm week. So that's for Ty, not Ty Hilton. Okay. Free agent signings round B. League, Andrew, let's spend a little time here. Um, I, I mean, things are slowing down. It's getting to that point in time. I think we can actually cover all of these. And stop me if you've uh, got any that, you know, you want to stop and talk about specifically. But cornerback Adoree Jackson signs with the Giants. Um, three-year, 39 mil. I'm glad he's out of the AFC South and out, of, out from the Titans. But yep. Adoree's a very tall, very long corner. And, and mm-hmm. the Giants have made quite a few moves in their at, at the secondary and at wide receiver. So Giants are definitely trying to make some moves. Yeah. Uh, and the Titans, I can't tell if they're getting better or worse. So we'll just keep watching and hope. Did you see that ridiculous uh, workout video of Derrick Henry? How he was 
He was doing like push-ups with a chain on his neck, and, and there were others on the med, sta- med ball. Yeah, yeah, standing on a medicine ball, doing stiff arms to people. He's he's a monster. That's for sure. I can't believe that he uh, still runs at the level he does with how just physical of a runner he is, and he's doesn't seem he violent is the word I was looking for. Uh, right. Doesn't seem to be slowing down, which is not good news for us. But uh, defensive end Kerry Hyder. Signs with the Seahawks, three-year, $16.5 million deal. They appear, Andrew, to be ramping up that defense again. They they have – they've lost a couple guys. They lost Jaron Reed this week was a defensive tackle that they ended up cutting. Um, and Shaquille Griffin, they, their number one corner, went to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're trying to put some pieces together. Um, and I know Kerry Hyder is, is someone that they're basically using to replace Jaron Reed. Sure. Where did Hyder come from? I th- I want to say uh, the Browns, but I'm not exactly okay. sure where his background Good defense. is. Good defense. Uh, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson uh, heads to the Rams for one year, $6.25 million. If that man can manage to play more than two football games, uh, Matt Stafford just got himself a weapon. I mean, Deshaun Jackson, until his feet fall off, I don't think he's going to slow down. The dude can still move. Um, he's still a deep threat. Uh, maybe, maybe he stays healthy. Maybe we see some more, uh, Deshaun Jackson hitting up some fantasy points this year. If healthy, Robert Woods, Cooper cup and Deshaun Jackson is a pretty good top three wide receivers for Matthew Stafford out in LA. Yeah. Not bad. Cornerback Malcolm Butler. Andrew says he stinks signs with the Cardinals one year, six mil. Uh, he's going to have a prove it deal. He's replacing Patrick Peterson in Arizona. That's, that's basically tough. what it comes down to. Yeah, that's tough. That is not a very good replacement uh, for Patrick Peterson, in my opinion. Um, wide receiver Sammy Watkins, who apparently we were just tossing Ty and uh, Sammy back and forth with the Ravens. T, uh, Sammy did visit with the Ravens. He left the facility, came to Indianapolis, chatted with the Colts. Uh, apparently, left Indianapolis too and signed with the Ravens. I, I, do you have any idea what we were offering him? I don't, but I don't think the Colts were going to sign both him and T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. So once once the T.Y. Hilton deal got done, I think the Colts were pretty much out on Sammy Watkins. Um, so he he actually goes back to ball. He goes to Baltimore, mm-hmm. uh, where T.Y. Hilton declined the offer. So I I was not a, a fan of the Colts signing to Sammy Watkins. Yeah. He a lot of in, a lot of injury issues. Um, just doesn't seem like the playmaker that he even like he used to be a couple years ago. Um, so I'm glad we picked T.Y. over Sammy. Oh, I'm absolutely happy about that. Um, running back Mike Davis, Falcons, two years, five point five million. Here's a fun one: quarterback Joe Flacco to the Eagles for a one year, three point five million dollar deal. My buddy Mike Florio Andrew gives Joe Flacco a hell of a lot of credit for being a guy that. Uh, won a Super Bowl, uh, played at the top level. He became the highest paid player in the league twice, got two big contracts, um, and was a starter for a long time. And he just zero pride in the world, loves the game of football, and is totally okay being a backup somewhere, which I respect the hell out of right along with Mr. Mike Florio. Yeah, so I think the Eagles are going to count on him to try to mentor Jalen Hurts, even though the Eagles are Super similar styles. Yeah, exactly. Even though the Eagles aren't 100% sold on Jalen Hurts, which we heard this week that they were trying to trade up to number three uh, to grab Zach Wilson if they, he was going to be available, but that didn't end up happening. So, uh, but yeah, credit Joe Flacco for now just bouncing around and trying to mentor young quarterbacks. He's he's turning into that that 
Josh Bacow, Ryan Fitzpatrick type role of just being the old guy that goes to a different team every year. According to Andrew's notes, cornerback Eli Apple signs with the Bengals for a one-year free deal. Uh, he's going to make zero, deal has zero not been money. Announced yet. Has not been announced yet. Just on a one-year deal, he's going to make zero dollars. If he gets cut, he will make zero dollars. <laughs> imagine playing for the Bengals for free. Oh God, that'd be their ideal deal too. Um, but Eli Apple is a top ten pick, and he has fallen from graces pretty quickly. He's, yeah, he's not that far into his career. I feel like. He played for the Saints most recently, right? Played for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, running back Tevin Coleman rejoins his friend Robert Sala over with the Jets. Uh, Tevin Coleman is a hard-nosed running back, in, excuse me, my opinion, uh, which makes sense. He's going to be with uh, good old Bob Sala over there in New York. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what good old Bob Sala can do with that team. Robert Sala, I think, is a very good hire for the New York Jets. What the Jets need is they've got some talent. They've got some young talent. They needed discipline. They just needed a culture change. And I think Robert Sala will bring that to New York. When's the last time they were good? Who's the coach? Rex Ryan. Yeah, and who was Rex Ryan? He was a hard ass (laughs) as a coach. I mean, plain and simple. That team needs uh, some discipline and a little tough love. And I think – I think Robert Sala was loved by his uh, his team, so I think it's a good fit. You're mm-hmm. right. Um, moving along here, Andrew, players that have re-signed with their current team. Uh, I'm going to name these ones off first here. Offensive tackle Donovan Smith, Bucks. Um, and Dominican Sue, Bucks, re-signed for a year. Uh, Leonard Fournette, this one was the surprising, the most surprising for me um, for the Buccaneers, one year, 3.2. Uh, that tackle is going to get two year, 31.8. So Donovan Smith was their left tackle. It was going to be huge to bring them back. Uh, and, and Dominic and Sue was no, was no lock to be back with the Buccaneers, but he does return as well for a one year. Yeah. A lot of times that changes people's people's minds Listen, about what's more important. Exactly. Listen, if you're a guy like in Dominic and Sue, who honestly at this point I thought, Eh, finally, I won my one. Now I'm going to go make the last money I can, you know, the biggest money I can for my last couple of years. Because, I mean, he was on a team that stunk for a long time. Right. Um, Tom Brady knocks on his door, rings him, calls him up. Hey, man, did you like winning a Super Bowl? Yeah. He goes, you know how you do it again? I know how to do it again. Do you know how to do it again? <laughs> well, no. He goes, well, you don't be an asshole and go sign something huge in free agency. And you take what you deserve here and stay and come win another one. Yeah. How do you say no to him? I mean, I I hate the guy, but how how would you say no to that? The Buccaneers are returning all 22 starters from the Super Bowl. That sucks. That's almost impossible to do. I mean, credit John John Lichty in the front office, Bruce Arians. The Buccaneers are are making it work. Tom Brady's making it work. And it's, I mean, you got to give them credit. They're going to be, they're going to be very tough next year. Yeah. Uh, defensive end, Carlos Dunlap resigns with the Seahawks, two years, 16.6. Uh, same deal here with uh, the Seahawks, trying to keep that defense up and running. Defensive tackle, Lawrence Guy, uh, resigns with the Patriots, four year, 11.5. I mean, nobody's resigning for much money there, uh, including Cam <laughs> Newton, I think, what took veteran minimum. Um, no, nah, he had a one year, four, a one year, fourteen million for Cam. For a quarterback, Cam, that's damn near minimum. And I understand that uh, <laughs> Andy Dalton just signed for 
Hey, four, fourteen million is still fourteen million. Whatever. Twenty dollars is twenty dollars. Twenty dollars is twenty dollars. <laughs> Tight end Mercedes Lewis resigns with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, uh, based on all his interviews with uh, Pat McAfee, loves this guy. Two years, yeah, eight million. Um, cornerback Kevin King, Packers, one year, six million, and safety Kareem Jackson, Broncos, one year, five million. So the Broncos are keeping their secondary. Mm-hmm. Well, they they their secondary is looking pretty good because they've got Cream Jackson. Uh, they just agreed with Justin Simmons, who's probably one of the top two or three safeties in the league, to a huge deal. Uh, they got Kyle Fuller, they, who was released from the Bears. Ronald Darby. Uh, they've got they've got some very good guys in that secondary in Denver, which which they struggled last year. So it's it's good to see them kind of bolstering up their secondary. Skyler's in the comments here uh, trying to get us to commit some to some pretty difficult uh, tasks during the football season. It's kind of hard when I live, you know, across the country. Asking about uh, any pre-live sh- uh, shows uh, pre-Colts game at Lucas Oil. That'd be pretty wild. If you uh, if you come if you come home for a game to go with me this um there, or this season, we'll do we'll do a uh, don't we'll promise do things show. you don't know how the technology works, we'll do, Andrew. You don't listen, know how the technology works out here. Don't kill me we, like this. We, we can always go on Instagram live. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving it along. Wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie resigns with the Bills. Never heard of him. One point one five million. Um. Let's get to the fun stuff, Andrew. Some more news around the league. This gets a little back and forth here. The Dolphins trade the number three overall pick in the draft uh, this year to the 49ers. They get the 12th overall pick, a 2021 third rounder, 2022 first rounder, and a 2023 first rounder. So the 49ers gave up a lot to move up nine spots, and there's only one reason they'd be doing this. To I take hate a quarterback. It. I hate. So the four, I hate who I'm seeing projected to go third. I do not think he belongs there at all. But here, go ahead. I think okay. So I've seen I've seen a lot of names going to the 49ers. I've seen. I mean, I've seen Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. It's going to be one of those three because Trevor Lawrence is going one. Zach Wilson. Trey going Lance. Two. I don't even think I've seen projection for Trey Lance in the top ten. Uh, Oh yeah, I'm, maybe I maybe I didn't read uh, this last one I saw on Instagram close enough. I can't remember who it was, but they've got they got Trevor, uh, Zach Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. and Mac Jones going one two three. Mac Jones going. Were you going listening top. to Chris Sims? Were you listening? No, to Chris it wasn't Sims? Chris Sims. It was something posted on Instagram. I don't even know who it was. I forget. Because Chris Sims through. said Mac Jones the Forty Nine. No way. That is hilarious. Chris Sims, good friends with Kyle Shanahan, roommates in college. They both uh, they have matching tattoos, which is really not something I do with you. Chris Sims also should walk in front of a bus, so uh, that's what I think of him. No, I think the best fit with the 49ers is Trey Lance, and here's why. It's already been reported that the 49ers, now obviously things can change, but if, if the 49ers were smart, they hold on to Garoppolo, for, for this fun year. And if they draft Trey Lance, Trey Lance in Kyle Shanahan's offense after a year of sitting would be incredible because Trey Lance can move. He's the best athlete out of all the quarterbacks. Trey Lance we, being able to get outside the pocket in, in Kyle Shanahan's offense, being able to use different run concepts that Kyle Shanahan could use, Trey Lance would be incredible 
between a Kyle Shanahan offense. And I think that's who they should go with. Now, I, that I'm not in their off, front office, so my decision has no impact. But I, if, I was, if I was John Lynch, I would draft Trey Lance at number three. Okay, this last question, I, I understand we're talking draft picks right now, but let's not get too deep into the draft, but I do have a quick question. What What is it about Mac Jones that's making him rise up the, the uh, projections right now? Because I think Mac Jones is the most NFL ready out of those. I think he has the what, lowest ceiling. In Alabama? No, not be that because he's 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 more poised in the pocket. Mm-hmm. He's he can he goes through his reads a little bit quicker. And as of right now, he's the more accurate between him, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. Mac Jones is I don't the most Justin, accurate. I don't think uh, Fields is that that good. I think he had one really good game on a really big stage uh, after having a pretty average football season. Uh, He's my QB four. Mac Jones is my QB five. But that's I think that's why. The thing is though, uh, I I think they if they're smart they take Trey Lance. They don't take yeah. Mac Jones because Mac Jones has the lowest ceiling out of these five. He really does. And Trey Lance has about as high a ceiling as anyone in this draft at the quarterback position. Now, one thing I do want to say about this move, though. So the 49ers gave up the 12th pick and then two more first-round picks. There's still chatter about Garoppolo getting shipped off the the Patriots. Patriots, it came out this week, the Patriots have no interest in it. I don't care. We'll see. But anyways, for all the people that were wanting the Colts to trade up into the top five, Colts would have had to give from 21st they probably would have had to give up at least five first round picks. So as you can see, that was never going Which to be, that was never do. going to happen. That was, it was impossible for them to get up that high to take one of these only top said four years worth out at once. Right. Um, yeah. So they, they gave up a ton. Okay. Uh, and then the Eagles trade the sixth overall pick for the 12th overall pick, 123rd, 20 pick pick in 2021 and a 2022 first round pick. So that was to the, the dolphins, the dolphins trade back twice. Then it, it, this is confusing. They, Did so, they trade back so the twice? Dolphins, the dolphins were at three. The dolphins traded back to 12 with the 49ers and then traded back up to number six. So the 49ers moved from 12 to three. The Dolphins move from 3 to 12, then back to 6, and then the Eagles go from 6 to 12. Now, the reason the Dolphins could do this is because after the trade with the 49ers, the Dolphins have six first-round picks in the next three years. So even with this trade back up to number 6, where they're probably going to still get either like a Jamar Uh Chase, a Kyle Pitts, they still have five first-round picks in the next three years. If the Dolphins can hit on all these guys – Look out. I mean, the Dolphins went 10 and 6 last year, 11 and 5, 10 and 6, something like that. So we, we, I think we, we usually forget that. So the Dolphins are in a very, very good spot. If they hit on all these picks or at least get, get starters or, or solid contributors mm-hmm. with these picks, the, the Dolphins are going to be, be very good. And, and, and you got to credit their front office for making these, for making such good moves, especially now because you had the third pick and you still are going to be able to get one of the top non quarterbacks in this draft, right. like a Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts. And if they wanted to bump up the offensive line with like a, a Penny Sewell or Rashawn Slater, they can do that as well. Great, great job by the Dolphins. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, 
the draft craziness is already beginning. Uh, I think that's, in my opinion, the first crazy thing to happen in regards to this year's draft. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, some picks are traded around for players, yada, yada. But this is the first pick for pick, back and forth uh, action we have so far. Um, and we're going to see the Colts end up trading back and yeah, we're gonna in trade the back first for round. Pretty, not going to be very exciting first day. I don't even know why we'd bother streaming that first round, honestly. It's going to be boring for Colts fans. Um, Andrew? Some great news coming uh, from the NFL. And I forgot what this sound effect sounded like, but I like it. The NFL is expected to expand the regular season to 17 games for the season this week. I know, I know you love it, but man, I just, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like. Do you it, love man. football or not? I do, but I am also thinking of all Peyton Manning's records. Who gives a shit game. about records man. that somebody's going to break eventually anyway? Because I don't Peyton like Manning it. started in an like era it. where he wasn't babied. Peyton Manning did progress through the you know his career in a low you know in a place that uh, you know. He he ended up getting babied a little bit. Nothing like Tom Tell Brady, but what, dude, come on! I mean, the records are going to get broken. The I don't players give a shit. hate. The players hate it. I don't care. I know you don't, but I'm just saying the players hate it. And, and the players, the players that get paid to play football hate having to play one more game of football. I don't give a shit. Okay, well, what if your job made you do an extra day of work on a Saturday uh, and you don't get paid? My anymore? job, I, I only worked a fucking two thirds of the year. I guess I'd say, well, what's one more week? Dude, they don't work just two-thirds of the, the year. Sal- you know this is going to result in the salary cap going up again next year, which is going to result in players making more money. It's it's an, it, it's all just going to build up to more money, and players are going to get paid more, and I do love that. Some. Some will. Not all of them. It's I don't fine. I don't like it. I don't like it. That's fine. I think it's pointless. I think, I think uh, it's pointless. I think it gives and... players who may not otherwise get a chance to play uh, on the field. Uh, during a normal game where maybe maybe there's one more a couple more games that don't matter as much maybe a couple backups get to show out and they get to go into the offseason and become you know a veteran minimum player into somebody that gets paid the next year i think if anything it hurts the guys on the back end of the roster because it takes away a preseason game it takes away a preseason game and that's where those guys play you're not going to see the guys at the back end of the roster play a 17th game you're still going to have the top guys and the money's just going to go to the top guys so i don't i don't see the point in it, in in it affecting the back end of the roster guys let us know in the comments later what do you guys think about the 17 uh game season tweet at us uh we do have you know all these social media here uh twitter Instagram, Facebook, at the Educated Fan. For those of you that aren't watching this episode, why aren't you watching this episode on YouTube? But that's at the Educated Fan. That's at T H E E H D U C A T E D F A N. Educated Fan. That's where you can get us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and YouTube. If you missed that, all the things. All the things. If you're on YouTube right now, uh, you saw if you came in at the beginning, but if not, uh, go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and leave some comments. Let's hear what you guys want us to talk about next week. Because honestly, God, I don't. We're we're hitting that couple week period where we're like, shit. There's really not much to talk about. 
uh, give us some stuff to talk about, but also subscribe so you get a little notification every time we go live. Uh, we are going to have a bit of an altered schedule uh, here in the upcoming a uh, couple of weeks. Next week should be good, but the couple weeks after that, I suspect will be slightly different due to my schedule. Um, so you're going to want to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram to know what those changes are going to be. And again, if you subscribe, you get notified right when we go live. Um, Andrew, anything else to add? These these YouTube these YouTube streams have been fun, and Listen. I hope people are enjoying them. And- and I really think that, that the comments, especially us answering those questions live, it brings a different element Andrew, to the show. So it's been a lot of fun. Andrew loves the uh, questions. He loves when I throw them into the show. Um, we enjoy that. I enjoy that. I, I chat with you guys in there a little bit too, while Andrew's going on one of his famous long rants. Um, hey, I'm just trying to educate the people. Here. Hey, and I sp- I spent some money on this stuff. Okay, I I have since last <laughs> week fixed the this internet technical issue. Um, I have spent you know a lot of my time viewing uh, different uh, instructional videos on how to tune up this stream to make it look better. I think we look great today. Let us do we look good? Anybody gonna comment? We look good. I need I need some light. I need some light, but I'll work on that. Yeah, I'll you need some light. That. Andrew's dark as hell. Uh, Corey says sorry that his wedding is affecting our stream schedule, uh, but a best man got to do what a best man got to do. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, we'll forgive you, Corey. We'll YouTube, forgive you. YouTube's like where it's gonna be. I'm hoping I'm gonna have some cool live effects and stuff eventually. I'm doing my research. Okay, I'm unemployed. I have the time, but I'm also trying to get employed. Uh, not live off the wifey forever. So uh, until next Sunday, next Sunday, my friends, or Monday, for those of you still choosing to listen as a podcast, which we appreciate you, uh, but, you know, video's cool. Uh, Come take a look at uh, our ugly mugs. But until next time, go Colts. Go Colts. I fucking love football, and I love you guys.